Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hey! Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. Let's go! The Morning Grind. Stevie, TPFL, and company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Let's go! Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, August 17th, 2017. We got an early slate yet again today with five games on it and then five games on the late slate as well. We're going to break them all down for you here on the podcast, looking at the early slate first, obviously, and then looking at the late slate, the main slate. After that, um, as always, on Thursday, I'm riding solo here today. Before we get into the games, if you haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there, check them out. It's playdraft.com backslash grinders. That way you guys get a 100% deposit bonus up to 600 bucks. Plus, you get three months of premium here at Rotor Grinders for Playdraft. You know, looking at that best ball content, uh, best best ball content in the industry. So, Get three months of that for free for signing up through the Rotor Grinders links for play drafts. So take advantage of that. Take advantage of that deposit bonus and um, take advantage of how soft best balls are right now. So people are starting to do more and more research for NFL. So these soft best balls are starting to run out. So make sure you guys are taking advantage of that. Also, with speaking of NFL, our NFL premium here at Rotor Grinders is now officially available for buying so make sure you guys are checking that out there's a form post at the top of the forms over there right there in the main form take advantage of the year-long you know annual price the discount is insane um taking advantage of getting all the sports for a discount there so if you haven't checked that out make sure you guys head on over to the forums and check that out we're gonna get started here on the early slate We have Cleveland at Minnesota, Michael Clevenger against Jose Barrios. Barrios, you know, at the beginning of the season, he was a guy that we used a bunch. Um, Looked like he had really turned the tables around, and what we saw last year wasn't, you know, what this guy was going to do. And then we look at the last four starts, you know, at Detroit, six earned runs. Against Texas, five earned runs. He pitched well against San Diego, but that's not saying much right now. And then at L.A., you know, four earned runs. I think the biggest thing that kind of stands out to me for Barrios as well is the K rate. The K rate in the second half of the season is 15%. The beginning of the season was 23.7%. So the K rates come way down. Um, don't think you can play him in this spot. Even on a limited early slate, I just don't think he's a guy that you could turn to here just because of just how bad he's been pitching. That's not the case for Michael Clevenger. He's a guy that we've talked about a bunch this season. Um, you know, 28.6% strikeout rate against righties. Not as high against lefties this season, um, 24.3%. But, you know, those numbers are still fantastic. You know, up there, going to get you that strikeout upside. Tougher matchup with Minnesota. 
they don't strike out a bunch with the middle of this lineup, but they don't have a lot of power in the middle of this lineup either. So I like Clevenger a lot in this spot. He's definitely one of my top arms on this early slate. As far as bats go, looking at the bats in this game, always starting with the visiting team, looking at Cleveland against Barrios, um, you know, Jose Ramirez. 247 ISO, 391 Woba against right-handed pitching this season. E5, 258 ISO, 364 Woba. And then Jay Bruce, a nice little added-up piece that they just picked up here. 259 ISO, 372 Woba against right-handed pitching. Those 234 right there, or 345, really strong. And then you could look at a guy like Kipnis, who's been you know battling injuries this season, so you can't really look at his numbers, but they are down, but he is cheap, so... Don't mind this uh, stack here. Lindor's numbers are really down against righties. You really want to target him against lefties right now. So I think you look at the middle of this order, the top middle. As far as Minnesota goes, you know, like I mentioned, you know, they're not striking out a bunch. You know, team strikeout rate around 22%. The strikeouts come from a few different guys like Buxton and Castro um Sano like 37% for Sano against random pitching so they weigh a lot of that strikeouts you look at Maurer 13% Kepler 16% Polanco 13% Rosario 18% so the thing is here there's not a lot of power in this lineup outside of Sano Rosario's been hitting the ball well but that's really it that's the two kind of challenges that we're gonna see here for Clevenger so with that said you know I, I don't think I'm going to target bats from this game. Um, I think there's just going to be better places to go in this spot. Moving on to the next early game, we have Arizona at Houston. Patrick Corbett against Michael Fires. Um, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, Houston without uh, Correa and how they've struggled against left-handed pitching. And, you know, you got to kind of respect those numbers. But, again... Patrick Corbin, 369 Woba, 194 ISO against right-handed pitching or hitters this season. The strikeout rate, nothing special at 18.8%. A 34% hard contact. You know, getting ground balls but not getting enough that, you know, you kind of want to stay away from him here. So I don't want Corbin in this spot. And then Michael Fires here. He's really struggled with right-handed hitters. He's allowed 17 home runs in 63 innings. He has a 360 Woba. He has a 32% hard contact. He's a fly ball type pitcher. So I don't like him in this spot. I don't think I would necessarily stack against him. His numbers come down a little bit against left-handed hitters. Um, you know, still 11 home runs in 64 innings. Still a 320 Woba and a the hard contact comes all the way down to 29%. Strikeout rate's around 20%. So I don't think I want either one of these pitchers. I kind of want some bats from this game. Uh, we'll start with the visiting team, the Arizona bats. Um, really like Goldie and J.D. Martinez in this spot. Jake Lamb, A.J. Pollock, I think are in play as well. Um, I, I kind of like the 3-4-5. Lamb, Goldschmidt, J.D. are the, the spots that I would target here the most. But uh, don't mind, you know, getting those top guys in. You know, Fires or Pollock or Righty. We already mentioned Fires having those reverse splits this season. So don't mind it. Um, I really do like Goldie and J.D. the most from this offense. But definitely going to get some exposure to Lamb as well if I'm going to be rolling out those two guys. As far as Houston goes... 
George Springer is back, you know, 310 ISO, 450 Woba against left-handed pitching. Altuve, 408 Woba, 222 ISO. Marwin Gonzalez is a guy that's just really good against left-handed pitching as well. 230 ISO, 356 Woba. Um, Bregman, solid as well. 415 Woba, 221 ISO. So, again, this is why one of the reasons that you don't want to play Corbin in this spot. You know, you want to target these righties. Really, really do like um, the right-handed bats here. Obviously, you're going to be paying for these guys. But it is a really good spot for them. Cincinnati Reds at Chicago Cubs. We're looking at um, some ma massive wins here in this game. Um, it's looking like um, consistent wins blowing out to center field here at Wrigley Field today. Seeing anywhere from 15 to 19 miles an hour. So we'll have to see what Roth has to say about that in the morning um, when he makes his post. But it's looking like we're going to be able to play some bats here from Wrigley Field. With the wind blowing out, you know, you obviously don't want to target these pitchers. Neither one of them a massive ground ball guy. Um, you know, Lester against lefties does have a really, really good, um, you know, really good ground ball rate. Um, you know, somebody pointed out to me the other day that, you know, you just look at it and over the last month, the Reds have struggled with left-handed pitching, and if this wind wasn't blowing out, maybe this is a spot that you could actually potentially target Lester here. But with the wind blowing out in this spot, I just I can't take that risk on a guy that you're going to have to pay up for. So, looking at the bats from this game, looking at bats against um, Lester in this spot, um, you know I definitely like Zach Cozart in this spot. I like Joey Votto and Duvall. I think those guys are all firmly in play here. Um, no real massive like fly ball hitter on the red side. So I don't think you really have to go out of your way here. But uh, with winds blowing out, they are going to be kind of popular here. So you do want to note that. Um, as far as the Cubs go here against Feldman, another guy, you know, 329 Woba against righties, 341 Woba against lefties. You know, ground ball rate's nothing to really be concerned about here as far as Feldman goes. So we're looking at, you know, Brian and Rizzo and Zobris and Schwarber, Avilia, um, all those guys firmly in play. Schwarber, Kyle Schwarber, probably one of my favorites here. Him and Chris Bryant, um, they have a little bit higher fly ball rates than they do ground ball rates. So they, they get the ball up, and that's what you want with the wind blowing out. So I think both of those guys are guys that I'm going to be targeting here quite a bit. Um, what's the next game? Oh, course Field. Oh, good. course Field, not on the main slate. That's always good. Luke Sims against Jeff Hoffman here. Without cores on the main slate, you know, that's always fun. Um, you know, 12 total here in this game. So expecting a lot of runs in this game, which makes a lot of sense. It is, um, it is course Field, so... As far as the, the pitchers go, I don't mind Jeff Hoffman here. Um, you know, really solid ground ball rates. Um, gets hit harder by righties than he does lefties. So, you know, you look at it in this lineup, it's pretty left-handed heavy, and he's been able to limit the damage against lefties this season. He's a 266 Woba. He's only allowed four home runs and 46 innings to lefties this season. Um, you know, obviously this ballpark is not going to be favorable for him. You know, Freeman, definitely a guy you're going to be concerned about. But outside of Freeman, nobody with an ISO over 200 against uh, right-handed pitching in this lineup, this, you know, projected lineup. 
and nobody with a Woba over 340. So you look at Freeman, and obviously he's the play against Hoffman, but I don't think Hoffman's a, a pure fade here as well. Luke Sims, on the other hand, you know, we don't have much data on this guy, but what we've seen so far has not been that good. He has a 529 Sierra. He's allowed a 34% hard contact. The swing and strike rate's under 10%. The K rate's around 11 or 12%. It's 11.7. More of a fly ball pitcher, and he's allowed home runs. Um, you know, just not looking good for old Luke Sims here, right-handed pitcher against Colorado in cores. So you're looking at Blackman. You're looking at Parra. You're looking at Arenado and Cargo and Reynolds. The one guy that I always like to fade in these Rocky stacks is LeMahieu. He has a .060 ISO, 305 Woba against right-handed pitching this season. He doesn't strike out, but he's a massive ground ball guy. You know, everything, almost everything LeMahieu hits is on the ground at 60%. So, really like the power bats. You're going to pay up for him here, but obviously it's looking like it's a good spot um, to do that. So, definitely don't hate that here. Moving on, moving out, last game on the slate here. We have Tampa Bay Rays against Toronto Blue Jays. Chris Archer against Chris Rowley. Oh, Jacob Faria. You know, just some nights these guys, and, you know, we lose this all the time and, you know, breaking down these games and stuff like that. But sometimes these guys are just not going to have it. And Faria watched some of that game tonight, and he just didn't have it. You know, he's just was missing the strike zone he's a guy that does a lot with control needs his control and he just didn't have it tonight so um just didn't have a good game i think we're going right back to the well here with archer um uh, again another guy that i think could excel in this matchup is archer he doesn't throw oh actually i don't know now i have to remember he does. All right, so Archer throws his slider the same amount he throws his uh, fastball. He throws his slider 49% against right-handed hitters. He's a two-pitch He's a two pitch guy. He throws fastball sliders. Throws in a slider 50% of the time against a team like the Blue Jays. Um, you're likely going to have really good success against them. Chris Archer against these projected or against the active Blue Jays has a 233 bat in average against 62 strikeouts in 232 at bats. Morales has a few home runs. Obviously, we mention it all the time. He's one of the guys on this lineup that actually does well against sliders, so that does not shock me whatsoever. Everybody else um, under 300. Justin Smoke, nine for 32, one home run. Um, it looks like eight singles there, 10 strikeouts. So. Morales is your leverage play here, but you're really looking at um, our boy Archer. Like I said, 50%, almost 50, 49.3% sliders this season. So, you know, 21% swinging strike rate, a 234 X Woba. The slider is his pitch. The slider is what the Blue Jays struggle with. Really do like Chris Archer here. I think he's the top pitcher on the early slate. Definitely looking to play him, you know, at a high rate here. On the other side of this game, we got Roley. We don't have much data on this guy. Um, you know, we've seen him for, what, uh, five and a one-third innings this season. In AAA, he has uh, 54 innings pitched in AAA this season. 18% um, K rate, 10.8% swinging strike rate. He's kept the home runs way down in AAA. Uh, the whip is really solid. So, you know, what we saw in AAA, numbers were solid. 
what's going to happen here in this start. Um, you know, he has one start against Pittsburgh. He allowed one earned run on five hits and three strikeouts in five and one third innings. So not the worst start. Obviously, the Rays, a team that can strike out a bunch. So pulling up uh, old handy drafting is really quick to see what we got going on here. Um, so he is 5,900. If you're going to punt pitcher, he's probably the best option to punt with. I'm not playing Feldman. I'm not playing Sims. So if you're punting, it's probably Roly. You know, you're plugging an archer. But Clevenger is so cheap that I don't know if you're going to need to do that. So it is what it is. Um, as far as bats go in this game, on the Rays, you know, if you like the lefties and you don't think the, the young kid can get the lefties out, you're looking at Dickerson, Duda, Morrison, Steven Souza, I keep talking about it. This guy is really good against right-handed pitching. Um, he's done really well this season. He has a 300 ISO, 387 Woba, and it's just flying under the radar. So he's a big strikeout guy. So maybe in this spot where we don't have a massive strikeout here or strikeout right here, I think that you could look at Souza and Rowley. Very small sample size, one start, but he pounded the inside of the zone, and that's where Steve, Steven Souza really excels. I mentioned on the Blue Jays, the only guy that I really like here is Morales. Uh, really like Chris Archer. If you, you know, don't think he is, uh, if you think he's going to be chalking, you want to run out of stack, you know, a hedge stack or a leverage stack, that's fine. It's just not something that I'm going to do here on this slate. All right, moving on to the five-game late slate here. It's an interesting slate, just kind of looking at it before I did the research. Um, there was a couple of spots that I really, really liked. So it's going to be interesting to see you know, how this plays out. Obviously, um, we talked about cores being in the early slate. We have a game in Texas with a high total. And then we have um, you know, mediocre totals throughout the rest of the, the slate. So it's going to be interesting to see how people attack this slate here. We're going to start with St. Louis at Pittsburgh. We have Adam Wainwright against Jamison Tyon. Eight and a half total here. Adam Wainwright, you know, you just look at the stats. We got to look at right-handed bats because outside of Bell and Frazier, we got, um, you know, pretty much all right-handed hitters in this Pittsburgh lineup. And Wainwright this season, 323 Woba, 28% hard contact, 51% uh, ground ball rate against righties. He's only allowed four home runs in 59 innings, so... I think Wainwright is safer type play. I don't think he has a ton of upside in this spot. We know Pittsburgh doesn't strike out a bunch. So there's that. Uh, Jamison Tyon on the other side here. Again, another spot where we just got to look at the right-handed bats. Um, outside of Carpenter, Fowler, and Wong, we're looking at um, all righties in this lineup. And Jamison Tyon this season against righties. 327 Woba, 32% hard contact. He's allowed five home runs in 55 innings. But the biggest thing for Tyon here, he has a 27%, 27.5% strikeout rate against righties this season, um, around a 12% swinging strike rate. The X Woba is 278 compared to the 335 Woba. So he's been really good against righties this season. He's just been getting Babbitt pretty bad. When you look at it, and the Babbitt is, you know, 354 against righties this season. So, you know, that's a high number. 
you expect that um, to definitely come down for him here. So I do like this spot for Tyon because he's going to face all these righties. Um, again, I don't think he has a ton of upside in this spot. But I do think he is in play. As far as Wainwright or the Cardinals bats go, you know, Paul DeJong, you know, we've been talking about this guy now for a couple months. And, you know, he just continues to do well. Um, you know, he's hitting lefties. He's hitting righties. He's hitting everybody. Um, I, I don't mind him in this spot. I don't mind Dexter Fowler and Matt Carpenter, the two lefties that I would play here. That'd be about it. Um, those would have to be on lineups that you don't have tie on, obviously. As far as the other side of this game goes, you know, Pittsburgh just doesn't have anything. Josh Bell is the only guy with an ice over 200 against right-handed pitching this season. You know, that's why Wainwright's kind of safe in this spot. McCutcheon's crushing lefties, but he's just not doing anything against righties this season. So that's kind of why he's safe. But again, it's just one of those things where you don't have a ton of upside here. It just all depends on, you know, how your lineup build goes. You know, and again, I just, I don't see a lot there. Moving on, we have the the last game of the Subway Series here. Um, Mets and the Yankees, New York Yankees at the New York Mets. Uh, eight total here, Luis Severino against Steven Matz. Obviously, you guys know that I like Severino in this spot. Um, you know, you look at this lineup and Cespedes and Conforto, solid. You know, absolutely solid. Nobody has to tell you that. You already know that. You look at the last month and it's really those two guys. Uh, Flores, you know, he was out of the lineup today. So we don't know if he's going to be back in there. And it's just this lineup is just terrible. Um you know, the strikeout rate's around 20%, but a lot of that has to do with Smith, who's had 14 at-bats, 14%. Um, you know, Flores, he has a 16% K rate, and then Cabrera's 16% K rate. But there's some upside here for Severino. I think he's probably the best pitcher on the slate slate. Uh, I don't think that's a hot take whatsoever. I think, you know, people are going to like him in this spot, and I think they're going to like him for good reasons in this spot. Steven Matz on the other side here, you know, I, I don't mind lefties against the Yankees, but Matz just hasn't been good this season. 377 Woba against righties, 351 Woba against lefties. The strikeout rate, 17.7% against righties and 13.8% against lefties. Uh, where's the upside? There's just no upside in taking Steven Matz in this spot. Um, you know, the hard contact. Against lefties is down. Obviously, it's lefty-lefty, so I don't mind that. But against righties, 35.5%. He's allowed 11 home runs in 49 innings. Just like the Yankees' uh, righties in this spot for sure. Um, we're looking at Hicks, Judge, Sanchez, um, Frazier. They might even move Frazier up in the lineup here facing this lefty. Um, you know, I really like Hicks. He's the guy that always flies under the radar. He has a 227 ISO, 373 Woba against left-handed pitching this season. He'll be the guy that flies under the radar. Uh, bar me none. I think that'd be the case. As far as picking on Severino, I don't see myself doing it. If I was going to, it'd be with Cespedes and Conforto. But again, I just, I don't see myself going in that direction here. Um, we move on. 
Oh, yeah. We move on to Chicago White Sox at Texas Rangers. Renardo Lopez against Tyson Ross, 11 total here. This is the game people are going to be targeting. Um, you know, no doubt about it in my mind that this is the game that people are going to want bats from. So, um, White Sox going to finish up in the on the West Coast with the Dodgers, and then they're going to, or they already did they play? I think they had an early game. Anyway, um, so the, you know they're flying here into Texas. After being out on the West Coast, you know, they they had a tough spot against Darvish. Um, or they have a tough spot against Darvish on Wednesday night. I'm recording this podcast as this game is about to start. Um, new schedule for me is just all, it got me all messed up. So, um, um, so, you know, we'll have to kind of see if there's any injuries or anything that happens there. White Sox this season, um, you look at it and they, they've struggled against right-handed pitching all season, but even more over the last month, 26% strikeout rate over the last month. Abreu and Garcia, the only two batters that you're kind of worried about in this lineup. Moncada, you know, he's going to be good. He's going to strike out a bunch, right? He's striking out a bunch right now, um, but he does hit it hard when he does hit it. So there is that, but, you know, just looking at the numbers in this spot, like I, you're, you're not playing Tyson Ross here, but 11 total might get you on some of these White Sox bats like Abreu, Garcia, Delmonico. That's probably it. Um, and then Lopez, <laughs> you know, you look at the numbers and he's pitched six innings and they were solid, but you look at triple a, um, you know, 25% strikeout rate in triple a, um, not too many home runs here. You know, the numbers in triple a aren't terrible. He pitched with the nationals a little bit in 2016, you know, kept the ball in the park for the most part there, but he really struggled with righties. It's small, it's small sample sizes. That's all we have here. But with the implied team total of six, Vegas really likes, um, you know, Texas here against Lopez and you kind of, kind of have to respect it. We don't have too much data here. So definitely looking to stack the Rangers here. They're the, probably the top offense on this late slate. Um, it's it's no secret they're going to be the most popular obviously anytime you get a anytime you get a a total this high 11 total and a team total of six and no other team to or no other total is over eight and a half you know you're going to get a lot of people jumping on the 90 degree game in texas where vegas is expecting a lot of runs scored so there's that we move on to Washington at San Diego, we have Edwin Jackson against Chassine, eight and a half total here. I don't mind Chassine when he's facing very right-handed heavy teams. He's very good against righties. Two fifty-seven WOBA, twenty-three percent strikeout rate, fifty-three percent ground ball rate. He's only allowed six home runs in seventy-three innings to righties. He's really good against righties, and the problem is he's going to get. You know, Delfo and Murphy and Lind and Weeders. He's going to get too many lefties here to roster him in the spot. So I don't mind Chassin usually, but uh, this is definitely not a spot that I'm going to play him. And obviously, you look at it and, you know, he's a very slight, very slight favorite over Edwin Jackson. That just tells you everything you need to know about this spot. 
Edwin Jackson, definitely not playing him here. Um, just not good. He's a guy that you always pick on. Obviously, you want to stack against him any chance you get. So, we'll talk about the Nationals first against Chasin, Daniel Murphy, Adam Lind. Uh, two of my favorite plays from this team. Um, you know, Chasin against lefties this season, 350 Woba, uh, 34% hard contact, a 1.54 home run per nine against lefties. I don't mind Zimmerman. He's a guy that I like to play. Um, you know, his numbers this season are really, really solid against right-handed pitching. But again, you know, Chasin is very good against righties. There is that. Zimmerman still 381 MOBA, 256 um, ISO against right-handed pitching. So, you know, if you want to play him here, you can. I hate East to West Coast, you know, games, but um, I don't mind some of these bats here. As far as the Padres go, really going to be looking for value in this lineup. Um, I don't know how much you're necessarily going to need your your salary cap here, but um, you know I, I think the Padres are firmly in play against Edwin Jackson, um, Solarte, Perella, Margot, Spannenberg, Myers. Um, any of these guys are in play here for me today against Jackson. Just going to have to see how this lineup cracks out. Um, Dusty Coleman, if he's in the lineup, he's a cheap shortstop. So we'll just have to see, you know, who's playing and who's not playing here. Last game on the slate, we have Philadelphia at San Francisco. Aaron Nola against Jeff Samarja, um, seven and a half total here. You look at it and, you know, you look at the Phillies lineup and there's a lot of strikeouts in the bottom half of this lineup. So obviously the Shark, um, Samarja, definitely in play here. You know, you just never know which one you're going to get. Are you going to get Samarja or are you going to get Shark? Um, you know, that, that's the hardest part when it comes to this guy. He hasn't really gotten blown up since facing San Diego in late of last month. But, you know, the strikeouts really haven't been there either. This is a spot that he could definitely, you know, rack up the strikeouts against the Philadelphia team. So, for that reason, I think he's, you know, firmly in play. This big old ballpark, he's definitely not going to give up a bunch of home runs or anything here. So, you know, you look at it, and he's definitely a guy you're looking at here. Um, You know, on the other side, I, I like Nola a lot. I always like to play this guy. Um, so it's tough not to like him in this spot. Um... The problem is all the guys they called up are mostly lefties. Jones is a lefty. Parker's a lefty. Um, you know, it's probable Sandoval's a lefty. Like, realistically, Pence and Posey and I guess Tomlinson are going to be the only righties here. And we like Nola against teams, just massive, you know, right-handed lineups. I think Nola is okay here. I just don't see a ton of upside. I don't see him getting blown up. I definitely don't want any bats against him here. I don't want bats against either guy here. Like, this is a spot you could definitely play the pitchers. It's just, you know, you look at it and it's like, who am I going to (laughs) play? You know? Um, Both these pitchers are in play. They're both in play. I'm trying to... DraftKings would cooperate with me, I, and it would load. I'll be able to see what kind of pricing we're looking at these guys here. Um, all right, there it is, finally. Um, so we're looking at, you know, like you guys already know, 
Severino's 12.5. Nola is 12K. Definitely not paying 12K for Nola. Um, Samarge is 9,300. I think he's firmly in play there. Wainwright's price at 73 is really fair. So, you know, I think there's definitely options here. Nola's price, though. That price, 12K. I know he's been pitching well. Um, So, you know, you fade him at your own risk. But against six lefties, it's going to be hard for me to play him at, you know, $12,000. So, Definitely not going to pick on him. Not going to play bats against him here. But the price, the price is just really expensive. If he's cheaper in a different spot, you're playing on play draft or something. You know, for that reason, you could look at him. But in this spot where you got to use him for a salary cap, I just don't see myself doing it. That's going to do it here for the game-by-game breakdown. Let's play some home run derby. Um, I'll do the same thing I did yesterday. I'm going to take two from the early, two from the late. Um... Try to go off the board as much as I can here. I'm gonna go. I don't think this is too off the board, but I'm gonna go Jay Bruce from the early slate and um. I mentioned Schwarber, fly ball guy. No, it's not like oh my gosh, you know Chicago Cubs type, but. I'm going to go with Schwarber and then Jay Bruce. And then looking at the late slate. Late slate's tough. Um, I'm going to go Jose Perella. Hoping he's back in the lineup here. Make sure that wasn't anything serious. Really quick. Yeah, it just says standard day off. So he should be back in the lineup here. So... He's 3K on DraftKings if you need some salary. Um, definitely a guy that I would look at for some salary relief. And then, let's see here. I'll go Jose Abreu. Tyson Ross, a little bit more of a fly ball pitcher. We love Abreu against fly ball guys, so... For that reason, I'll go Jose Abreu um, against Ross. And, you know, it's more fly balls against righties for Ross this season. It'll probably come down. It's only 17 innings, but I'll take my chances here with a guy like Abreu in this spot. Um, again, if you haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there. Check them out. It's playdraft.com. It's backslash grinders. It is a 100% deposit bonus up to 600 bucks. Take advantage of that um, premium stuff again. So... It's going to do it here. We'll be back tomorrow. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then. Hey, what's up, Roto Grinders? Chris Cimino here, and it's time for you to get an edge on your DFS competition with our daily ownership projections for DraftKings and FanDuel, available now to our premium subscribers. We're constantly evaluating our projections and updating all the way up through lineup lock to ensure you have the best possible information in crunch time. Our team covers NFL, NBA, MLB, and PGA for all main slate action. If you don't have this, you are missing out. Subscribe to Roto Grinders Premium today to get access to our premium ownership projections and to our award-winning premium content. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612, Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only. 
pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. 